Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Whew. I'm hoping that there's not too much background noise for you guys today because it's uber hot. Um, it's supposed to hit 100 this weekend, <laughs> um, but my office is a little bit toasty. I'd say oh, I just shut my phone off, so but it's it's probably close to 90 now, So, and I refuse to turn the air on until it hits a certain temperature in the house. Everyone tells me, put it on auto. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, welcome to today's show. I'm excited. It's just, just, just us, guys. You and me. And I've done a live stream today, so hopefully I will not trip over my words too much. Uh, those days where I I do a lot of talking, my mouth doesn't always cooperate, but you know, it's all good. We're we're here to have fun and so let's jump in. Today's episode is 152. 152, 152. Holy moly. Um, I just did the live stream I did today was to celebrate having hit episode 150, which I know was like a week and a half ago, but you know what? It's all good. It all happens, right? There's a lot going on in my life. And so I I really don't freak out. <laughs> Things don't go according to plan. I set the plan, I trust, and I show up. So here we are. Um, today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about personalized marketing and checking your mindset. So needless to say, there's probably going to be a few stories in here. Mindset has, pun intended, been on my mind a lot. I talked about this a little bit on today's live stream as well, because I find that as I have more conversations with, with entrepreneurs and just people I'm connecting with, I've been doing a lot more of that in general, just saying, hey, let's hop on Skype or really engaging uh, in a few Facebook groups. Um, Mine included, if you are not part of content creators, it is an amazing group of people on Facebook. So just search for content creators. And I will have the link in the show notes for you. And then there are two other groups that I'm really getting a lot out of. Um, the, The mentality in groups is really an and I like it. And I have to say, you know, I'm in Ben Settle's group too, and it's a no value zone, which is funny. Um, I tend to be more of a lurker there. I still love Ben's wily ways, if that's even the right word, uh, with copy. Um, but it gets a little bit, I don't know that harsh is the word. I just, I sit back, <laughs> you know, I'll share some fun stuff, but it's a no value zone. The groups I'm getting stuff out of are really value, right? And it's, connecting with people. And what I'm digging is that people are taking the connections further. They're not just staying in the group. People are partnering up and having offline conversations. And I I, I think that's really what, you know, Facebook was supposed to be about. Um, and the funny thing is I had seen a client that I adore. She had uh, been talking about kind of feeling disheartened by some of the stuff on, on Facebook. And you know, we're talking and as, as you start cleaning up your newsfeed, just say, I don't want to see this, or why am I seeing this, whatever, unfollowing people that just drop misery <laughs> into the feed. And whatever that is for you, you know, misery to me may not be misery to you. But 
Like I've said before, I have an inner Pollyanna and I focus on feeling good. Um, so <laughs> as we're going to talk a little about with the mindset, um, but anyways, I was talking with her and she said, you know, even the ads and as a marketer, I like seeing ads in Facebook personally, but I just, I, I kind of do it and I pay attention. And if it's an ad I'm tired of seeing, go up to the corner, the right corner of your ad and say, why am I seeing this? I don't want to see this ad. I've seen it too many times. There's a little arrow. Just click the drop down. You'll have options. So you don't have to see that ad anymore because you have no idea. Um, you know, some people do weird targeting. <laughs> and then the other thing, I don't know if I shared this with you guys, but now instead of bookmarking stuff, I will, um, if, I, if I come across something that looks interesting, but it's nothing that I want to, you know, dive into today or sign up for or whatever, I'll just click through an ad on Facebook because I know I'll see it again eventually, <laughs> right, with retargeting, which, huh, that was an unintentional segue, brings me to um, personalized marketing. And I have to tell you guys, so uh, originally, and I'm, it's funny because I'm reading this and I was, I've changed the headline on this, this episode a couple times. Sometimes the headline inspires the writing. Sometimes the writing inspires the headline, but it was, let's get personal. And it was talking about personalized marketing and what that means, personalization and marketing, I should say. Um, but as soon as I wrote, let's get personal, <laughs> Um, I totally ended up, oh, I have one dog at, at my feet. don't want to kick her in the head. Um, I ended up with the song, Let's Get Physical, Physical. You remember that? Olivia Newton-John? I'm sorry to sing it, you guys. But <laughs> ever since I wrote that, that freaking song has been on loop in my head. And now it's in yours, right? Sorry. Um, although I do have to clarify that when Let's Get Physical came out, I was still only in elementary school because I'm trying to cling to as much of my youth as I possibly can, apparently. Um, okay, so let, let's, I will rein it in. And but fortunately, I hope or unfortunately, you guys are used to my circular speak. So back on point, which is personalization of marketing, and I've gotten a little bit obsessed with this and where things are heading. And I would say, I, I mean, I think I probably would have dipped my toes into this eventually. Because it's fascinating to me. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know if it's allergies or not. We literally had pouring rain four days ago, and now it's 90 degrees. Um, once I started working on lead surveys, I I really started this um, mastery. And for what it's worth, I sort of had to redefine mastery for myself. It doesn't mean I've mastered, but it is a focus, right? It's a study of something, really. So I've been diving into this um, obsession, mastery, whatever you want to call it, with lead generation and and email marketing and copy and engagement and all of that. Uh, but as soon as we started working on lead surveys, um, down the rabbit hole, I went because I was fascinated. And let me explain to you guys, again, what lead surveys is. A uh, little side note here, because we are um, pre-selling in a week and a half really nervous. <laughs> There's a lot to do still. But so lead surveys came about because I had gone to uh, a website, and somebody had the opt in and it was a button, you click the button and a modal window open it up, right? Like a pop up a light box, whatever you want to call it. <coughs> Excuse me. This is what happens when I was sitting here quietly didn't know there was anything in the throat. Anyhow, so I went to a website and I wanted to opt in for the lead magnet. So I click the button, the window pops up and there's like three or four steps. And I was like, huh, this is different. So first of all, let me tell you 
that it grabbed my attention because it wasn't the typical light box, right? That we see all the time. And it was really simple. It was before you get, you know, whatever it was, before I give you your download. And I, again, you guys, I don't have it in front of me. I apologize. Don't have the verbiage. But something like, can you answer a couple questions? Or let me ask you. It was a, a very engaging, not you know, do this, do that kind of thing. And it it was simple. The first question was like, are you a blogger, marketer, podcaster, author, whatever, right? Then you click the button to go to step two. And so you can see the steps progressing. And then step two was, um, what's the size of your email list? Maybe I forget, like how many subscribers do you have? And then the third one maybe was, which social platforms are you on? And, And then the last one was great, submit, you know, put your email in and you get um, get the download. Here's the kicker, guys. So if you think about each of those steps, as I'm answering those questions, um, the the site owner is segmenting me, right? They're they're capturing data based on how I responded to the questions, right? And so you hear about segmentation. And this is the whole personalization, guys. Obviously, the more data you can collect, the better. And trust me, I'm I'm not, <laughs> I hate logging into Google Analytics. I hate spreadsheets. But this is some powerful shizzle. Okay. So when you tell me how powerful this would be, if every time somebody grabbed your singular lead magnet, okay, and I'm not saying not to do content upgrades and all of that. But right now, to segment subscribers, you need to have all of these different offerings happening, right? And I still love I still love that because you get it, you get all of its data, all of its information. The trick then, of course, is what you do with the data you collect. But stop to think about how powerful it would be in this case. So let's say this this person with that survey, just the first question, even if you only did two questions, this is not about, you know, a 10 question survey monkey survey. This is a simple, hey, you know, what do you do? So if you see that 75% of the people that are opting in for your lead magnet or visiting your site are podcasters, well, wouldn't it make sense to, you know, could you provide something to them? Could you talk about podcasts? I mean, stop to think about whether and again, whether it's a course, maybe it's a, a how to promote podcasts or something, you know what I'm saying? If that's relevant, obviously, you're going to ask questions that are relevant to your business. Um, but think then about the type of email and follow up sequencing you can do for people based on how they answer those questions. So it, here's an example, like I use Thrive Leads. And I know there is, um, there's ways to do this with Thrive Leads. I just haven't dove into it, but I'm going to, where you can, if you've opted in to a pop-up on my site, you shouldn't see it again, right? Or if you've opted into on your tag to something, you shouldn't see it again. Um, again, I haven't, I haven't gotten really deep into that. But that is creating a much better experience. If you're a subscriber, it's like, Kim, I've seen this 12 times, I don't want to see this again, right? Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about the next step, right? Which is personalization. So segmenting really is kind of the first step, but we're going to get into that a little bit more. Um, There's a few terms that you're probably familiar with when it comes to personalization. You've seen people use custom fields or merge tags in email marketing. So as an example, and you can't see this, but it's it's like when you go to send an email and you do hi, and you insert, you know, the brackets first name or whatever, and it will automatically insert the first name that your subscriber gave them 
gave you into the body of the email, you know, or whatever name, you know, they put in. Um, but that's what will get inserted into the email. So there's other options for these, you know, merge tags or custom fields, right with email marketing. Um, so how about this, you've probably experienced some of this when you're shopping. And just like I was talking about, um, retargeting earlier, right? And and that's Facebook at its finest, where if I click through to an ad, and next thing you know, <laughs> and here's here's a funny thing, it's it's not just that it's going to show up on Facebook, it shows up wherever you go on the web, unless you're in incognito window, um, or have a friend that was using a browser that doesn't track you the way Google does. I don't know, maybe I'm naive, I just don't care. <laughs> There's not much that I'm doing. Um, and I'm not saying other people are doing something wrong if they don't want to be tracked to each his own. I don't mean that. But, you know, you'll find, here's a great example, and I'm going to talk about this in a second, but I, I have just moved from active campaign to drip. Do you want to know how many drip ads I see now? And it's funny because I'll even see them. This is where it gets kind of creepy. Um, but I'll see them in in app ads, right, on my phone <laughs> for drip. I see them on websites for drip. So it's it's sort of that dynamic advertising that happens based on data and retargeting. It's, it's pretty wild. So you're familiar with that, right? So that you feel like, I was just looking, I remember the first time I, I saw retargeting, I was like, oh my gosh, I was just looking at this. Well, hello, that's how it works, right? Um, so I'm sure you've experienced this, right? This is retargeting. And on one hand, it might feel a little creepy <laughs> because Lord knows all of our action online is creating data for somebody. It just is. But ideally, it's making sure that you're seeing ads for something you're interested in, right? And I'm not saying you're going to go to a website or Facebook and see ads that you're not interested in because the whole um, targeting of advertising and audiences and stuff, you know, I may create a target audience with... Um, like I would assume, and, and again, but like I would target, say, Pat Flynn's audience, right? That would be, would make sense for me. Um, using the word WordPress, email marketing. So there's a handful of things that you create, and this is for Facebook ads. I don't get into Google stuff, but, and, and it's kind of an assumption, but you don't know until you start doing that. While you can be creating a custom audience, so even if you're not doing paid Facebook ads, uh, you, you're going to want to figure out how to put a Facebook pixel on your site so you can start building up an audience of people who have visited your site. Whether you do it in a month, meaning you run an ad in a month or in two years. Capture the data, right? Can't hurt. Um, But here's where it's going to get interesting is that things are going to get a lot more personal. So I've mentioned earlier, right, that I'm I'm doing this move to drip uh, from active campaign. And I will tell you, that I have been really happy with Active Campaign, but as I started digging more into um, autom- automation, I almost couldn't get that word out. <laughs> I realized that Drip has way more potential with their features than Active Campaign does. Um, I also read a great article by Andre Andre Chaperone, um, and I've linked to it in the post. Who he has a product called Autoresponder Madness. Um, and he went into full detail about the power of drip over active campaign. Uh, and he it kind of convinced me. And it's even cheaper <laughs> than act that I'm paying for active campaign. You know, like it makes sense for me to do, say, lead scoring, which 
I'm going to give you Kim's version of understanding of what this is. So lead serving, let's say you scoring. Oh, gosh, here we go. <laughs> Where are we at even? I don't even think I'm halfway in and I'm tripping my words. Um, so lead scoring is, let's say you are a subscriber of mine. And I assign, I've got tags, right? So let's say I've got a podcast listener, right? WordPress Chick Podcast that you have clicked through to listen to a podcast episode on the site. <coughs> well, I can assign a point value to that link. So at every time, uh, that tag, every time you click through to a podcast, um, you're going to get a point. So you start I start creating this score for the lead, right? And so there's certain things that, because I look at it this way, and I feel that my podcast listeners, I mean, if you guys have been following me, if you've been listening, or you've attended a live stream, or you're engaging with me um, a step further than maybe just being a subscriber and getting the emails, well, then that's a warmer lead, right? It's you're more likely to do business with me to be a customer uh, than someone who maybe just reads posts on the site. Okay, so you can, so you can start doing lead scoring. A lot of companies will do this. What I don't need is a sales pipeline. And active campaign has some of that stuff. So but um, they both have visual campaign builders, which I like. The the premise of drip really is that you you everything is done through tagging, right? So that there really is only one list. And so from the get go, you're seg- you're segmenting people. Um, but again, I would click through because Andre Chaperone's article does a much better job than I can do it. Um, and I'm still really, you know, I've 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 moved everything into drip. Um, and I'm just about to pull the trigger. So it was getting everything. It's like <laughs> I still think there is a lead magnet somewhere on my site or some sort of form that is driving an active campaign. I've gone through everything. <laughs> I don't know where it is. So we're going to make one more run of that. Um, again, there's a lot to learn with Drip, but that's okay. I'm really in this for the long haul. And taking the time to set up automations so that you're sending the right message to the right people at the right time is going to be golden. So look at it this way. Here's another thing I could do with the podcast that let's say um, you're, and I, you have to be a subscriber, obviously, because I can't trigger an email without you being a subscriber, but I could put a, I could create an automation in Drip that for every subscriber that visits a podcast post, like you put a snippet of code, right? But everybody that visits a podcast page, and I'm 99% sure I'd have to drop the snippet into every um post, but that's fine. It's just copying and pasting. Um, I could trigger an, an, auto, an email sequence, right? So that you visit that post. And this is not unique just to drip guys, but I'm just giving you an example. Um, but you come to a podcast post, I then can, I can have an automation start because you visited that page. And it says, you know, hey, first name <laughs> or not, I tend not to use the first names in emails, just because of the way I've started writing. <clears throat> I noticed that you listened to a podcast episode. Thanks so much. If you haven't had a chance, I'd really love a review. And I've got something special just for my listeners. Click here. So I could then do a podcast funnel if I wanted, right? And so this is where it starts getting kind of ninja-y. <laughs> um, and, and there's a lot you can do. And this is the the people that do this. And again, there are plenty of ways that you can keep stuff simple. I, I will go back to Ben Settle, who does a daily email and an opt-in, and that's his business. And he's got a paid product newsletter. He's got a copy product too. But there's that as well. Because I like to, 
I want to say touch a bunch of stuff, but um, I like the fact that there's all these cool, it's fun to me, right? If this stuff does your head in, keep it simple. But it's taken me a while to get here, I will tell you that. Um, So here are some of the things you're going to see more of when it comes to personalization. So you'll see more custom welcome messages on on content. And I want to say, was it Seth Godin? There was, I know there's a plugin out there that'll do that too. Like, oh, hey, hey, Facebook friend, thanks for visiting. But you're going to see more of that, I think, as people get into doing some of this. Um, I already mentioned before, but, you know, being able to not show the same opt-in form to people who have already subscribed. Again, I'm, I referenced that other tools do this already. Um, showing custom content based on previous data and actions. And I will tell you that Brennan Dunn is working on a product called writemessage.io. Um, it's 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 in beta. You can sign up to get on the list. Um, and essentially, based on, and I don't totally get how it's going to work, but the content, so it, it would mean, and this is my understanding of it again. So let's say I've got a post on podcasting. If you are a podcaster, the, some of the text in the post would change based on data I have about you. If you are a marketer, the, the exact same post. So I think you need to have, I'm assuming it's not robots, but three versions of the same post. I don't know how that works. It's pretty involved. Where I get concerned with some of this and looking at the cost is this is really, um, to me, you need to know the lifetime value of a customer. You need to know the cost of acquiring a lead. You need to have some of that understanding before you jump into some more of these ninja type tactics, right? If you're not even segmenting subscribers, then right message would be too much for you. In in my opinion, because I've, I've read some of the updates on and it could, maybe it's just over my head. I don't know. But it does my head in sometimes when I get this. And it doesn't do you any good if you can't get something up and working. Um, you know, all this ninja stuff, it's like, well, it's kind of like this whole funnel madness, right? If you're not, if you don't have a basic opt-in funnel on your site, why are you buying stuff on funnels and upsells and downsells and stuff? You can do with a simple pop-up opt-in, whatever, and your email autoresponder. You can get something going now. Get that converting. Get that performing <laughs> well for you, for lack of a better word. Um Let's see. So we talked about uh, showing uh, custom content. Something else will be able to, you know, showing specific offers based on a previous action. And this ties in with, say, you know, custom paths for visitors or customers based on conditional logic. So our, this this is in our, I, for the life of me, I keep drawing a blank, like future release, feature release, um, you know, for lead surveys. Obviously, we have to launch with a version zero. But ideally, what will happen is that, you know, if you say, you know, you answer the question, yes, I'm a podcaster, then the next time you come to the site, it says, hey, last time you're here, you know, you let us know, oh, hey, you're a podcaster. Did you see our recent podcast episode? Okay, that's an example. Or did you see the latest posts we wrote where we, um, you know, talked about different mics or something. We did a mic review or a book review or whatever. What, you know what I'm saying? Think about the power of this for e-commerce. And, um, you know, you really can 
capture information from your customers and your visitors, and then give them what they were looking for last time. I mean, it's kind of like, have you ever seen that? Like, hey, you know, we noticed you didn't, you put something in your cart, and you didn't check out. It's like, what? Right? But all of this stuff can be done. If it's done well, meaning it's not just icky following you come back and buy. It's it's really paying attention, you know, there's going to be all this you know, automation and magic <laughs> happening in the background. So all of this is geared towards making a more custom experience for your visitor. And trust me, guys, I've got plenty of work to do on my site, um, especially, you know, anybody that's on my list, you shouldn't have to see the pop-ups ever. You just shouldn't, right? And so it's all good. And I'm still looking at, you know, there's got to be a way that says, hey, if you came in, um, I, I need like a hidden page or something, right? That that has all of the content upgrades, all of the lead magnets I've created. And it just says, hey, if you are a subscriber and you came in through through one opt-in, you don't have to opt in again. Here's everything else for you and just send them to a protected page or something, right? Um, but what does all this mean for you? Uh, because really, I mean, it, it can, it's a little, it's a little bit like a lot, right? <laughs> um, I know that was a total contradiction. But you don't have to change everything you're doing, but you should start preparing for some of these options. And I want to say, did I talk to you guys about this a while ago? I was talking, I had tested out ConvertFlow, right? And it does a lot of, similar stuff to this. Here's the thing that I keep running into is it seems like some of these options out there, they're not going to take the place of your email marketing, your email service provider, your ESP. Um, but it's, it's, it's costs the same almost, right? So you start looking at this going, well, if I want to every unless unless some of these companies are, are thinking they're going to take over the email piece, I don't know. But you know, you start looking at okay, so this is say 150 bucks, and then this is 150 bucks, and it's and I'm not saying again that I, I'm not one of those people that's going to tell you it should all be free and whatever, right? I don't believe that. You need to invest in a business. Tools are tools are important as long as you can measure the ROI and you know how they're working for you. So again, I think getting some of this basic stuff and the fundamentals set up is key. And you ha- it, it takes, there's a process to learn how this works, you guys. I understand this stuff, like at the kindergarten level. And so I'm, I'm really putting a lot of time and energy into understanding this. It's like even the custom fields piece with Drip, you know, it's like going through it. I'm like, Oh, I get what this is now. I get what this is. Essentially, it was everything that you asked for outside of an email address is a custom field. So a name would be a custom field. A phone number would be a custom field. Um, But I like to break stuff down. Like, what is the simplest method, right? So here's where I would start with all this. Um, Start segmenting your subscribers as they come in. And you don't don't need to only do it through an opt-in. You can do it through what they click on in your emails, right? And so what I would recommend, um, first of all, is if you are with an email service provider that does not allow tagging, I would move, I truly would make the switch. And you guys, I have not done a ton of research on any of this. Um, I don't know if Aweber is up to par with that. I used to love Aweber. I think it's great for basic stuff. But if you're going to be going 
which everybody should be capturing name and email addresses. If you're going to be doing that, you should be tagging them based on where they opted in, what they opted in for, uh, what they like. Anytime they click a link, is there a tag? I mean, you really should be doing that. And that's kind of the where to start piece. Um, I wrote a a post and I linked to it over on lead surveys and it's the title is segmenting some subscribers, why you need to and where to start, which I, first I had why you need to do this for some, the verbiage on this like hurts my head, but whatever. Um, it's a basic, like start, <laughs> start doing this. Right. And what I would recommend, and I talked about it in this is, um, you know, creating a tagging framework. So I cannot recommend enough, though, that you should not jump into all of this at once. Like, clean up what you have, move, and create a fresh framework, right? So, because by segmenting your subscribers and deciding what the customer journey or path is going to be, you know, you're going to have a better idea of what to offer them. Because when you start seeing, wow, you know, hmm, like 50% of my list, or every time I send an email for, say, a podcast episode, or for a product, or a live stream, or whatever it is, um, or every time I send something for a plugin, right, I get a higher click-through rate. You, you, you're gonna, you start getting information just by doing this simple, this simple task, right? And so, you know, really, step one, I would recommend is making sure you are with an email service provider, that allows you to segment your subscribers. And if you are not collecting emails, you know, you guys, everybody can come up with one, one lead magnet, even if it's a one pager guys, like one of the favorite things I had done, it's on my site. It's that one page WordPress marketing plan. It was kind of, you know, me and my preachy master the fundamentals. Um, I, I did an infographic in Canva and then I recorded an audio to go with it. And it was super easy to do. Um, it does not have to be, you know, the goal is to give them a taste of who you are and how you can help them. It's not that you have to necessarily create war and peace. You just, you don't. It does not have to be this epic thing. If you want to do that and that's easy, run with it. But don't let, you know, the fear uh, of, don't let the fear of, um, you know, getting it done get in the way. Okay. So here's how I'm doing all this. Um, so I've got the basic setup. I've got a tagging framework um, that makes sense to me and follow-up sequences for each, right? And the next step is going to be a more in-depth sequence with triggers built into to the sequences, right? Um, so hold on. Um, so after that, and, and even you start hearing that, and what that means is, so let's say I've got a follow-up sequence to the top 10 tools to profit with WordPress, right? And what I can do then is if somebody clicks a link, I, I send them to my um, opt-in funnel course, right? I've got this little build your opt-in funnel. It's like 67 bucks or something. And that's at the end of the sequence. Well, if they click that, but they don't buy, I can still trigger a follow-up sequence that says, hey, I noticed that you, you know, you were checking out the opt-in funnel. If you're still not sure, check out my ultimate guide to the Thrive Content Builder, right? And so based on that link, I can trigger something else. I'm hoping this makes sense. Um, but whatever you choose to do, start simply and move at your own pace. I know that my challenge is going to be figure out a way to do this while still doing the daily emails because I love doing the daily emails and I'm not going to stop that. 
So I need to figure out the best way to use both without inundating people, right? There's got to be a way to do this. And I think that the way I do the daily emails, I, I think it would flow. But but just trust yourself. But whatever you choose to do, you know, the key is in getting your inbound marketing efforts automated and working for you. You know, if you're going to, if you're taking the time to create content and to share it socially and to engage, and I hope you're doing all of those things, again, at your own pace, no judgment here. This is a judgment-free zone. But, you know, I, <laughs> you guys, I get a lot of traffic to my site and I'm like, this site should be making you a lot more money. And so it's taking the time. And it means you stop and you plan and you implement. And it doesn't, don't expect it to happen overnight for what it's worth. Everything I do takes longer than I think it's going to. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's just me. Um, I think it's probably the life of the entrepreneur, right? Um, so we're going to shift. Okay. So that is my whole spiel lack of a better word on on personalization of marketing. Please stay tuned for more updates on lead surveys. If you haven't signed up for early notification, it's leadsurveys.io. I'm I'm so excited. Um shit's getting real. <laughs> like screenshots. I've we've looked at the app. I'm like, holy moly. Um, but we're gonna shift. We are gonna talk uh, about mindset. And you know, part of the reason I want to talk about this is in part because of lead, lead surveys and the direction that I am taking my business. So I literally have two focuses right now. It's the WordPress chick and content. And I've got something coming for that that I'm excited to reveal soon. And lead surveys. That's it. So I've shared with you guys probably more than you want to hear. No more service work, all that stuff. I have a couple clients that I work with. Uh, one who I just adore her to pieces. She's got a podcast and, you know, you know, when you find that person who just um, inspires you and is an implementer or action taker, it's like, what else can I do to help you? So it's, it's really a joy to work with her. But outside of that, mm -mm. so that means I have cut off a whole bunch of income streams. <laughs> and because at the end of the day, you guys, I didn't have, I didn't, I don't have the bandwidth to get a new brand out there to grow this brand. I have, I, I'm for those of you who have followed me for years now, I'm hoping that you have seen me step up and show up more, right? In terms of live streaming or group engagement and face, whatever it is, the email, all of those things, the content creation and pushing more content out. Um, but because I'm stepping into these new things, in my business, I'm having to work a little harder at keeping my mind right. And as much as I love change, it's also a little bit scary. <laughs> I mean, I am constantly telling myself, Kim, you know, learn, it's it's okay to have discomfort, you can learn to be comfortable with the discomfort. And I'm always reminding myself that doing things that are outside of my comfort zone mean that it means I'm growing. And, you know, I've the conversations I've been having on these topics are amazing. Mindset, processes, balance, and most importantly is trust, right? This is the land of faith, you guys. And it's it's easy to feel like you are on an island at times when we do this, even though we're connecting, engaging. And what I have found is that 
the more I share the struggles um, and the wins, because I think I, I have the best audience ever. It's like people congratulate me on the wins and they, you know, kudos and happy for you and all of that stuff, because I'm also not afraid to say, you know, <laughs> things are tight right now, or I'm, I'm taking a risk and I'm scared because here, here are the questions I put in the post. So how do you keep yourself in the right frame of mind when the money isn't coming in yet? And you have responsibilities, right? <clears throat> it's, and this is not, and I'm not coming from the place of, oh, go get a job. <clears throat> because that's not, hold on. <coughs> Somebody needs water. It's got to be allergies. I don't know what else is because I feel great. So what do you do about that, right? I shared this in, in today's email where um, I had posted this on Facebook because to this day, holy moly, I so do not get the pissing and moaning on Facebook. I just don't. I, I, I don't I don't get it. Or on any social media platform for that matter. Facebook seems to be the dumping ground. Um <clears throat> so my question, and you guys, I don't do a lot of this stuff on Facebook. I share, I'll share something funny. <clears throat> what is up with my throat? <coughs> it's driving you guys crazy too, huh? But I'll share something funny or <laughs> Not so funny, like when I knocked over my travel coffee mug with a lid open all over my Mac keyboard. So I had to go out and get a keyboard last Friday. Um, I was, you know, it's just one of those like slow your roll. And for me, like I, I'm totally one of those people. If you guys didn't get this already, everything happens for a reason. I trust it was a reminder to slow down and be present. Whatever doesn't mean I wasn't pissed and it didn't suck, <laughs> but you know, turn the page. So. To my question, again, on Facebook, and I will get back to the mindset questions in the post, was, does it actually make you feel better to bitch and moan, right? And and someone said, you know, and I, I'm not going to get into names or anything. I didn't even respond, but it was a, and it's somebody that I know. And it was like, well, yes, it does, because I'm a single parent with this and that going on. Like, it was a justified resentment, almost, for lack of a better explanation. Um, my life is hard. I need to get it out. So I'm going to do it wherever I can. And yeah, so I feel better. Here's the thing, I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit on that because I, I just get it out of your body. I believe that. But when you put that energy out there, first of all, I sort of run from that, that attitude. I just do. I don't have people in my life that are constantly victims. Um, I have worked very hard to take responsibility for my own actions and the conditions of my life. And you guys, I'm not a good, bad, right or wrong person. I don't believe in that. But when you say I did that, it sucked. I learned you move on, right? But when you're, when you're dumping your dirty laundry for the rest of the world, all that's doing is, is validating the hard, validating the victim, validating all those things. And wouldn't you rather have somebody support you? Right? Like I, I'm a firm believer in having a conversation and and getting it out of your body. But the key is an actual conversation with somebody you trust, somebody who's going to be honest with you, somebody who might kind of pull you up to and say, you know what? That's not true. Look at all you've accomplished or you're so close. You've got this or stay present, whatever that is, right? 
So again, how do you keep yourself in the right frame of mind when the money isn't coming in and you have responsibilities? Uh, That's a question to you, right? I'm not saying I have an answer right now. Um, How do you create or produce when you feel stressed or worried? It's tough to create content when your mind's not right or to show up and record or to go be social. And, you know, the whole live stream thing, guys, it's just the, the potential is there. And if it's not your cup of tea, don't worry about it. Go be you and do you however it works. But if it's something you might want to do, there's a ton of opportunity. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hashtag, just saying. Um, but so how, how do you create or produce when you feel stressed or worried, right? How do you connect with people when you feel like you don't even enjoy your own company, right? You don't want to try to put things out into the world when you feel like this. But you still got to keep moving forward, right? So Dr. Kim is going to give you her wisdom today. <laughs> Um, first and foremost, be kind to yourself. You guys, I was the queen of berating myself. And I don't know, maybe we're gonna go a little woo woo here today. But I am the first person to tell you, I I could, I could recite a slew of you should have done this, you shouldn't have this. Well, if you had done this differently, that all that stuff, right? And now what happens? So and I don't know if I've shared the story with you guys, I'll tell you. I had I had an incident um, last. I, I probably did so, but I'm going to tell you again anyway. So <laughs> roll with me. Um, <clears throat> when I was selling the house last year, <laughs> it was like the second buyer had backed out, and it was I, I remember so crystal clear. It was a Friday morning, end of November, mid November, and like we were supposed to be going into escrow or whatever. <clears throat> My realtor called me, and God bless her. <clears throat> so she called me to tell me and I was just sort of numb. You've been that where you're just like, I cannot effing believe this. And she said, but we have a contractor who he and his wife want the house. We're going to, we're going to pull up a contract. And I was like, okay. And I was sort of, you know, indifferent, like, okay, whatever. And so I got off the phone with her and because I was like, it was like getting punched in the gut, right? It's like, you think this thing's getting done. And it was a, like I said, it was a Friday morning and I had the whole day to myself. I don't remember where my son was, school and then going somewhere after. So it's like, I had this quiet day planned. I don't know if I was going to go to a movie, something, but it was just like, you know, so <laughs> I got kind of pissed and I thought, I am not going to let this ruin my day. Like, no. And so I was like, I am going to gratitude the shit out of this day. (laughs) And so I went and took a shower and I just envisioned the water washing away all the negative. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to text my realtor. And I thought the best, because the best way to feel better is to do something for someone else. Right. And so I texted her and I just said, you know, I'm sorry if I was short. I, I just want you to know how much. I appreciate everything you've done. And I know this is frustrating for you too. So thank you again for everything. And she responded and was like, thank you so much for your positive attitude. I really appreciate it. And it was like, ah. and I literally, I didn't have to gratitude the shit out of the day. That one act, one act gave me my day back because the only person I was going to punish with that pissy attitude was me. And guess what? wasn't going to help the contractor, the new buyer, any, right? It doesn't get you anywhere. 
So start asking yourself, right? The crappy, the crappier, easy for me to say, you are to yourself, the longer you're going to stay in this space. You know, don't go seeking people to commiserate with. Seek out people who inspire you to be the best you. And you know what? I'm not saying I can do that all the time either, guys. But if you can't get yourself to that place where you know, you know, you guys, I've talked a ton about my therapist, my mentor who, you know, I went and saw her, was it last, it was last week. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, wait a minute. You know, it's like, I was last Thursday, I feel like months away already. No issues, but it's sort of my checkup day, right? And so it's like, I get offline. I, it's a check. It's a trek to get up there. Um, but just to share and, and she keeps me inspired, right? Well, what do you want, Kim? And then, you know, cause I keep talking about, you know, I've got two years left till my son graduates and well, where do you want to go? And then what? And what else do you want to do? And she knows all my business stuff. So just sharing stuff and, and getting that, that refuel, right? But obviously I can't go do that all the time, but there are plenty of times when I've reached out for a phone call because I need comfort or, I just need a reminder to to trust right now. And so sometimes you just need to change the scenery, right? Get outside. Go to a movie. I love movies, obviously. And there's something about just the world stops existing for what? The two and a half hours you're in there? (laughs) Because even if the movie's two hours, you got a half hour previews. You know, so it it just kind of stops and it, it allows things to settle, right? Go for a walk, go for a drive, whatever. You know, I know that if I can physically change my environment, I can shift my mood. And I mean, I did this just the other day. I was feeling kind of blah and nothing was really wrong. Um, and I didn't really want to do anything. I kind of wanted to climb in my bed and watch TV. I was the end of my day, but I was like, you know what? First of all, you guys, I, you know, I love my dogs and I, I just, I was like, they need to get out. You always feel better when you move your body and you get some fresh air. So sure enough, I put something in my ears that I know would help get me back in alignment. Um, And I took the dogs for a walk and I felt like a different person when I got back. And sometimes I don't, I'll tell you that much, but I feel better for having moved. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And so none of this is earth shattering guys. I know it's not. There's science to back up, right? Endorphins moving. I get that. But here's the kicker. I have finally accepted the fact that I'm responsible for how I feel. Can I change the conditions of everything today? No, I can't, right? I mean, how awesome would it be if it was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go sell this tomorrow and make five grand. It doesn't happen that way. And I, and it, 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 not easy for me to say. Anytime I thought, oh, I know, I'm going to put this out there to bring quote unquote, to bring the money in. It doesn't come when I, when I do something from the place of, God, a lot of people are asking me about this. I'm going to do a class on this and I just put it out and then boom, right? It, it just, when you do things with the right intentions, they work and you just trust. I have become the queen of trust, you guys, because I have learned everything is always working out for me. <laughs> um, I've also realized, you know, that maybe we need to parent ourselves more. And what I mean by that is I went to one extreme um, as soon as I didn't have to drive kids to school anymore. Ah! Uh, <laughs> and see, this is where I'll justify like having to drive as a solo provider, right? For all those years. But it's like, yeah, what was you? Some people don't even have a car. so <laughs> And so I can put those things in perspective at the same time. 
I think we're all entitled to um, those feelings, right? I mean, we cannot have perfect thoughts and feelings. It's just a matter of whether or not we feed them. But so instead of saying, you know, it's like, oh, I can sleep in. I mean, years of even before I started my business, commuting and ironing clothes and being out the door at like six in the morning. Ugh, so glad. Um, all I have to do is get on the freeway in the Bay Area. And I'm like, nah, we're going to make this business. It's I'm sick. I'm never, ever. <laughs> I will do whatever it takes. Um, but, you know, so instead of saying, Kim, you need to get up and go work out in the morning because I, I don't like doing it later in the day. Um, so it's time to say, no, you need to do this, right? We're not always going to feel like doing things. Do them anyway. Stop thinking so hard about whether or not you want to do something in the moment. And, you know, for me, there's a lot of times, you guys, that I don't feel like doing something until I'm in the thick of it, right? Like even recording. I love this podcast. I wrote the post. I did an hour live stream, though. And it's like, why would talking wear you out, but it takes a different energy, right, to show up. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, I could have done it later. But it's like, no, no, get this done, you numpty. So I did. And I'm, I'm super glad I'm here. So that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. I'm not talking about when you feel sad, or really, you know, when you've got those deep feelings that are making you don't push through then. Okay. Because the other thing I found is when I try to force something it's going to take twice as long had I not taken the break, taken a nap, gotten off the computer, and then come back to it when I'm in a different space, right? Um, and there's a really great book by Mel Robbins called The Five Second Rule. Um, it's a great resource. It's literally, it's, don't think about it. Just five, four, three, two, one, do it. And I can't say that I really implemented that to that degree, but it's like, Kim, don't just, just do it. Like everything. I am such a mountain out of a molehill girl. Um, do it. Um, but those times when you feel raw or vulnerable and you need comfort, do that as well. Take care of yourself. Take a nap. Reach out to someone who can say just the right thing or give you a hug, right? Be kind. I, I mean, it's funny. I can tell. Um, I actually do this with my therapist now, but like if I'm just off, I can hear my mom's voice and I'm in tears. <laughs> my daughter, same thing. She'll be fine. And then I'll look at her. I'm like, are you okay? She's like, I wasn't going to cry until I talked to you. <laughs> so Apple doesn't fall far from the tree there, babe. Um, but, but really, guys, this is just life. And just know that no matter what you're going through, we all have our own stuff that we're going through. And so find those things that you know will lift your spirits. That's why I created my Disney Spotify playlist, you guys. That's why I watch Harry Potter. Um I have uh, a friend on Facebook who is in Italy. What's up, Sarah? I don't know if you're listening to this, um, but she keeps posting these awesome pictures of Florence. I had the good fortune to go to Florence in 2002. I was in a friend's wedding, um, but I also love the movie Under the Tuscan Sun. Well, Sarah posted this uh, live, or well, not a live video, but she posted a video of the bells of one of the monasteries, and it totally reminded me of a scene in Under the Tuscan Sun. I was like, oh, I have to watch that tonight, right? Simple pleasures, you guys. We all go through this. Trust. You're not going to feel like this forever. Trust that everybody struggles. It doesn't matter what you see online, you know. And and again, like, don't assume that because people aren't airing their dirty laundry doesn't mean they don't have it. 
we all struggle. We all have our things. We all have our messes. We all have things we wish we'd done differently. And we all also have a ton of things to acknowledge and celebrate and honor. And more than anything, the connections in your life will, will make that difference. Um, you know, I've got, my mom's got some health stuff going on right now and it's just, it's a reminder, um, what's important and our businesses are extensions of us, uh, but our, our relationships matter most too. And so be kind to yourself, you know, trust that even if somebody you love is being snarky, I don't know where this is going, you guys. I'm so sorry. I got on a, a soapbox, but, um, you know, even be able to do that with people you love, right? Like if somebody's snarky with you, just know that we, we all have our own stuff. And it feels so much better to say, well, I know they love me. Maybe they're having a bad day, right? Or even when I get advice <laughs> about my business from people who don't know what the hell I do. I'm like, well, I know they're coming from a place of love. So I just thank them and I go about my business, <laughs> right? So find those things go back to those things that are your standbys, right? Your go-to. Um, I have, you know, when I get angry, it's a, it's a lot easier for me to diffuse the anger by being sarcastic, <laughs> which I don't do that to people publicly, but I have my friends that will hold that and they are amused. And so I'm like, then I can laugh at myself, whether I'm being sarcastic at myself or about somebody else. Um, it, it shifts, right? Humor is always a good shifter for me. So find those go-tos, trust yourself, um, be gentle. You know, the mindset piece, I don't think that we can separate them. They're, they're really, um, it's not one or the other. And I'm not the, I'm not the person to tell you that you need a morning routine and certain journals and whatever, find whatever works for you and simply trust it. That is when everything works out is when I say this is what works for me. And this is what fits in my life. And this is how I'm going to do stuff. Um, and then being able to say, eh, you got to hold yourself to task a little bit more. <laughs> it's time to give a, put a little more structure into the day. So anyways, kind of a shift, right? We go from sort of uh, involved inbound marketing, personalization strategies with, with list building to mindset, but is what it is, guys. So thank you, as always, for listening. And stay tuned. So a couple things coming, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys know about. So like I mentioned, lead surveys is week and a half, we are going to be doing some, I've got some webinars and live streams planned, you're going to get to see the app, I will be doing screenshots as well as showing sharing the screen uh, live. And again, this is a pre sale, but it's a life it's not lifetime pricing, but it's a it's a deal on the price, whatever. It's coming. It's just coming, right? And we'll be explaining and having a lot more questions there. And I have no doubt Gordon will be hanging out to make sure I don't <laughs> promise something we're not delivering right away. Um, but it's it's a game changer, guys. And I'm really excited. And just know that I am a huge believer in simplicity. I mentioned this today on the live stream that you should not ever, I don't believe you should have to hire somebody to manage the tools in your business unless you want to. Uh, lead surveys, you should be able to log in, get going and get a survey deployed for lead generation quickly. Uh, so that's coming. So that's about a week and a half away. This episode will be going live uh, Thursday the 15th. So depending on when you catch this, um, join, make sure to like the Facebook page, uh, the WP Chick. I am doing a live stream with Hanny Mora. 
Hanny is the creator of the Simple Podcast Press, Simple Social Press, and now Repurpose.io, right, where you can repurpose audio video content. It's it's pretty rockin' awesome. I just said rockin' awesome. I don't know where that came from. Oh, And then, of course, um, the Facebook group, Content Creators. If you have not joined, you guys, it's an amazing group of people. I, I am so excited about the engagement about the sharing. Um, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty awesome group. So come over, uh, just search for groups, content creators. If you're not on my list, hop on. I've got links every few days in there. Um, and I will have something up on the site pretty quickly for that too. So things are, things are cranking along. Um, so stay tuned for that. Next week, we will have, uh, Robbie McCullough flying solo without the Beaver Builder team. Um, but he's representing, right? But he is uh, going to be talking about Beaver Themer and where they've been, their three-year journey. It's It was wild. I just love those guys to pieces, and I'm so happy for their success. So that's coming next week. And if you haven't, I would love a review in iTunes. Uh, it would mean the world to me. And as always, guys, thanks for listening. Have a fantastic week, and I will catch you uh, next week. <laughs>